Hey, Laura. Yeah? You want to talk about Leo? Every day of my life. Good. Welcome, gentle listeners, to Let's Talk About Leo. This is the podcast where we discuss the body of work of Leonardo DiCaprio, one film at a time. I am Meredith, and with me, as always, is my neat sister and fellow Leo lover, Laura. Hi, Laura. <laughs> neat? Neat? Like, yeah. Like, like neat. No, not like tidy. Oh, yeah, that's not like, me. Like, neato. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Hi. Hello. Okay, today we are discussing Leo's version of the Truman Show, Shutter Island. But before we get to that... Uh, let's check in. Laura, what'd it do? Wait, Leo's version of the Truman Show? I will have to think about that mm-hmm. hard. It did not remind me of that. I didn't <laughs> I didn't come up with that. That was okay. Oh, oh, I'll talk about it okay. later. All right. Anyway, uh Um What it do? Oh, uh, uh, I don't know. It's it's gotten cooler, so I'm less grumpy about life. But right but right now I'm a tad grumpy because public nudity is so frowned upon. Yeah. I mean um, <laughs> I need to wash my sheets right now and I share a laundry room with my neighbors who are totally cool people. But when I'm in my house alone, <laughs> I have a little uniform that I wear and it's, um, it's this weird mesh house dress <laughs> that is not publicly acceptable. <laughs> like, and I don't wear anything <laughs> under it and you can just see it all. Uh, oh. yes. Oh, oh no. Are you wearing that right now? We, we don't need to know this. The gentle listeners don't need to know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wearing it right now. Uh, so I do need to wash my sheets. But to do that, I have to change my um, into like acceptable clothing. And Ugh. I feel so terribly put upon by that. So I've basically been avoiding washing this sheet that I need to wash. But um, I really have to today because one of my dogs drooled on it and made a puddle. So I mean, my life is just really hard right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope it was clear that I do not believe that. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. It, was it very, is very hard clear. to change into like you know whatever. You don't have to tell me about society's stupid restrictions on not being naked. I already accidentally talked to one of my neighbors when I didn't have a bra and was accidentally wearing a see-through shirt. I mean, oh, you know what? If they haven't seen boobs at this point in their life, like you did them a favor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's how I, I also to view it when I like refuse to close my wait, windows. When I, I, I also want to tell you about this, uh, this new word I learned. Mm-hmm. Have you heard the word um, broflake? Broflake. Mm-hmm. Is it like a snowflake who's a bro? It is. Let me find the. Yes, uh, it is a straight white male offended by any feminist or ethnic minority centered activity that does not directly include him. Donald Trump. Excuse bro- me. I'm sorry. What? A bro flake. A bro flake. <laughs> I had something in my throat there and I didn't hear. I didn't. I don't know what I just now, said. Now that I've learned the word, I'm going to use it like constantly. Bro. Oh, there's a lot of there's a lot of bro flakes out yeah. there. Yeah, I'm glad to have learned it. Like anyone involved in a men's rights group. <sighs> I, I don't want to talk about that. 
<laughs> we, can, we can move on <laughs> moving from on i just wanted everyone to know that word and i want people to spread it like wildfire well thank you for sharing you're welcome How, how's it going over there fine uh i'm good i'm pretty sleepy i had a busy day um it's not hot here i had some cauliflower pizza okay. and a okay. psa to anybody <laughs> okay. hold on i want to tell this to the world this is my pl- only platform in life Hi. I want to tell this to the world. If you buy the cauliflower, the frozen cauliflower pizza crust at Trader Joe's, on the instructions, it will say that you can put this directly on to your oven rack. You cannot. Mm. It will melt through and you will have to eat pizza soup. Oh, dear. It was incredibly depressing. Mm -hmm. I was very put out by it. And I am going to... Shake my fist at it when I go down that aisle at Trader we Joe's are so, tomorrow. We're just so put upon right now. <laughs> oh my God, we sound like the freaking worst. We're like this very fancy food item that I purchased. I have to change my clothes because I can't because I can't walk around naked. What are you talking about? I actually do find the restrictiveness of clothing though to be like detrimental to who I am as a person. Oh, speaking of clothing, um, so you posted a picture yesterday that I sent you. Or was it today that you posted it? Whatever. I posted it today, but it, it, it won't, won't be, be accurate anyway. When, when <laughs> if you go back on our Instagram, there's a picture that somebody was taking of another person in New York, like in front of a Chipotle, and in the background, walking by is Leo, <laughs> just like walking by 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 himself, in his drunk dad outfit, looking at his phone, like just mm-hmm. doing his thing, living his best life, walking around. But I noticed, so he's not wearing the cap now he's wearing the newsy hat which i feel he considers to be a more dressed up look for him so i i feel like he was going to a meeting of some kind i'm gonna disagree with you here i think that it's an east coast west coast thing we don't typically see him in baseball hats in new york city he wears the newsy hat in new york city and i don't know if that's a nod to like the newsy strike Yes, I'm sure he is. At the turn of the century, (laughs) of which the musical is famously written about. Um, Or if it's just that, you know, people dress up a little bit more here than they do on the West Coast. And he feels like he can better get away with like a crappy baseball cap looking like a drunk dad. Whereas here he needs to be like a drunk dad who maybe has part-time custody of his children. I'm going to hardcore disagree with you because that those pictures of him as in his drunk dad best with Toby and uh, that other guy who is not a member of the Wolfpack. Uh, Orlando Bloom. Yeah, Orlando Bloom. Those were taken in New York. Maybe he just like doesn't like to wear the same hat every day and some days he's like, I feel more like a newsie. It's just truly untrue. Maybe he he always wears that. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. I have it. I have the answer. Oh, good. Please share. So, I mean, it's not real. No, none of this is real. You know how Leo really wanted to be in Moulin Rouge, but he can't sing? Yes. And what if he also really wanted to play? No, no, don't say it. The role don't say Jack Kelly. Of Jack. Don't say Jack Kelly. Yeah. What if he wanted to play Jack Kelly no. in freaking Newsies and lost out to Christian Bale, who could sort of carry a tune? Santa, Santa are you there? there? We can't sing together. <laughs> we both sound tone deaf when we do. <laughs> it's okay. It's better than if we were like really trying. Um, <laughs> but do you think that, so I previously stated that the drunk dad look for Leo is the, you know, slip on shoes, shorts, shirt, and uh, a cap. 
and a ne- neck beard. But you think, do you think that the newsy hat is acceptable as part of the drunk dad look? I believe that a newsy hat is a type of cap and therefore it falls in the purview of drunk dad. I just think it looks less drunk. Yeah, it's drunk dad going to a custody meeting. Ah, in shorts. <laughs> in shorts. <laughs> Even though, fun fact, you're not allowed to go in courtrooms in shorts. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're not allowed to. You can go yeah. in pajamas, but you can't go in shorts. Can you go in pajamas? Yeah, if they're long. I, I would not stand for that in my courtroom. Remember, already, Michael Judge. Michael Jackson showed up in pajamas. I know, but he's also Michael Jackson. It's oh. like, you know, I don't know if the they rich were. and famous get special treatment sometimes, and also sometimes get treated worse. Wait, didn't our dad one time see somebody in a courtroom like his friend? Yeah, and he laughed him. at him. Yeah, his friend brought him pants because they wouldn't let the kid in in shorts. And then the guy, his friend brought him SpongeBob SquarePants pajama pants. And his dad was laughing because he was like, they're not going to let you in in that either. Oh, okay. Maybe they don't then. Yeah. Um, okay, okay. Anyway, we are really off topic. No, we're on topic. We're talking about hats. Um, yeah. But the, okay. So I think SquarePants. we've come to a, a conclusion that no matter the type of cap he's wearing, it's just a cap that makes it. I'm really going to say that the neck beard is really the thing that seals the drunk dad look. But also the cap because it implies that he did not do his hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, oh, I was out last night. So much hookers and blow. I can't even get out of bed today to do my hair before I go pick up my kids at school. Yes. Okay. All right. I see. This is uh, only funny because Leo has no children. <laughs> no children. He doesn't do blow. I don't know about the hookers, but I'm guessing no. And also, it's, I don't think I don't think he has to pay for it. If he did, it would be because he wanted to. It's also called um, sex workers. Dude, it's a phrase. Hookers and blow. I know. I know. I'm just getting that I, out there as I, well. You know that I respect sex workers. I do. I'm Move, a very sex positive can we, person. Can we please talk about the movie at hand? Which no, is. We can't because we need to do our Leo news because it also discusses the newsy hat oh okay take it away take it all right away. all right so as we know leo and his lady friend uh or former lady friend nina whatever the hell her last name is uh they parted ways so leo's been out on the town having a wait what's just re- fair called can we just refer to her as number 17 sure <laughs> all right so his ex-girlfriend nina number 17 as she will be will be known heretoforth um <laughs> so they split Leo's been out hanging out mostly with Tobey Maguire, sometimes with Lucas, and (laughs) still don't know how to say that name, and uh, a lot of Orlando Bloom, uh, sometimes that guy from that one show with all the dudes on it, Entourage. Um, Which guy? I don't know, that one, that one guy. I thought that was Haas. Maybe that is him. I don't know who Lucas Haas is. Oh, okay. <laughs> Keep going. Anyway, so Leo was spotted out this weekend uh, in Soho in Ooh. New York City at a place called Spring Studios, which is not anywhere that I've ever been invited. Um, and page, <laughs> page six noted that Leo was pretty much antisocial and just looking at his phone the whole time. So the, head, the, or the, 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 um, the lead here is... Leo Di- Leonardo DiCaprio may have found his one true love, dash, his phone. <laughs> <laughs> the Revenant star was spotted at a party at Spring Studios in New York City on Thursday evening. Ooh, party on Thursday. He's in, like college style. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> on Thursday evening, and a spy 
yeah, spy tells pa- page six that Os- the Oscar winner appeared antisocial. Oh quote, my God. How Leo you- was with. Sorry, go ahead. Quote, Leo was with the owner of Spring Studios and a bunch of ladies, but he was on his phone the whole time. End quote. The eyewitness told us, quote, after the cocktail party, we went down to the sixth floor, which like we're all supposed to know what that is. He was on his phone the whole time, the whole time texting. End quote. Our insider added that Leo was wearing his signature hat and an all black ensemble. to us hi leo hi oh um i want to wait i want to sound a little less like i'm talking to a baby hello sir hi (laughs) esteemed actor of our generation even though you're older than us all black ensemble yes that's exactly what i told him is exactly last week I'm so friggin' proud of you, Leo. I cannot believe it. This is amazing. What if he was sad looking at his phone um, because of... What if he was looking through our Instagram at the pictures of him and Kate? I was actually hoping that he was just texting Kate about how boring all of the girls at the party were. And and how his he's wasted his new black ensemble on these people. <laughs> yes, his new all-black ensemble. He's like, Meredith told me to wear this. And oh. it's not working. But Leo, it's working for me and it's working for my heart. And I, I almost want to like put it out into the world where I'm going to be at a specific day and time and be like, Leo, just like sit next to me. I won't even talk to you. I just want to know. But like that's also weird because I don't want to get murdered. No, just uh, if you're really a listener, uh, keep on, keep, keep on keeping on. Uh, why don't you just send us a little DM, Leo? Oh, yeah. Or we won't. Here, I got it. Make up a fake Instagram under the name. Shmishmardo Shmashmapio. No, 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 no. Under the name Heinrich uh, uh, Rippenpuglin. Nope. Got it. That's too hard. Nope. Make up a B. Go B. No, there's already a Go B. Our tuples one. Yeah, because you run it. I know. How about um, what was Go B.'s boyfriend's name? Jethro something? Jethro. No, what was or, the No, there was also Leandro, Leandro Musica, Musica Bond, Bond Rex. Bond. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, gentle listeners, these are all Sims that Laura made. <laughs> years and years ago, I made those Sims. There was oh, a... <laughs> hey, don't, don't try to play like you don't play with them now. No, no. I made them years and years ago. I'll put all of them. Yes, as a freshman in college. And Gobier, you got his name from a Got Beer poster. I did. Gobier Tuples. And he had a boyfriend named Jethro but Jethro died and then he got another boyfriend oh. <laughs> named Leandro Musica Bon Rex and they were very happy together but Leandro also died but anyway Leo if you're listening please make on Instagram Leandro Musica Bon Rex and then just like comment on something no because then all the gentle listeners will know he needs to send us a DM okay and if you would like for us to keep it private we will keep it private we will never tell your secrets. We will only speculate about your life. We will never tell the real thing. Exactly. We can be a distraction for your life. What? Also, we can totally <laughs> help you get with Kate Winslet. I'm just saying. How would we do that? I don't know, but we can make it work. <laughs> dream Wait, big, I have, sister. Dream I have, big. I want to tell a story really fast before we go to the movie. Okay. Uh, there's a new person at my work, a, uh, a lady person. Um, who's your age, Meredith? And she's getting married. And I said, oh, when are you getting married? And she said, oh, November 11th. And I was like, oh, OK. Um, 
I don't want this to be weird. There's no real reason I should know this, but that is Leonardo DiCaprio's birthday. So great day. Great pick. <laughs> and she what was do like, you, what do you mean that there's no real reason you should know this? I was trying to look. She just met me. You know, oh, so you I were w- trying to be cool. You were yeah, trying to, trying to be crazy cool. in doses. <laughs> exactly. Everybody else in the office knows that I'm nuts. But like, I just wanted to, you know, just like not throw it on her right away. And then she said, that's the best thing you could have said to me. And I was like, yeah, because everybody loves Leonardo DiCaprio. Then she said, Brad, per- Brad Pitt's birthday is whatever Brad Pitt's birthday is. And I was like, <laughs> don't oh, care. And then you're like, who cares? <laughs> Nobody cares about that. But Leo's birthday. You're like, we all mm, care about. nobody cares. Bye. <laughs> no, no, no. She's, too, she's very, very nice. And so is, I mean, I've heard Brad Pitt's cool too. So whatever. Uh, the jury's still out on him. <laughs> <laughs> but if she listens to this, hi. Hi, Bridget. Hey. Hey, girl. <clears throat> Good choice on wedding date. I'm kind of sad I didn't think of that myself. You know what? I would never get married in November, though. It's too cold. Not too late to change. All right. Because I hate wearing clothes, so (laughs) I want to get married when I don't have to wear a lot of clothes. Sounds good. All right, Meredith. Cool. Had you seen Shutter Island before? Uh, Yes. Oh. I had. I actually went and saw this movie in the theater, and I cannot for the life of me figure out why. You or took who your I went precious with. time out of your life and went to see it? That's nice. I did, and I don't like to see movies in the theater, and I don't like scary movies. And I remember the trailer for this movie terrifying me to no end to the point where I had to, like, at this point, the dogs weren't allowed to sleep inside, and I would go and, like, take them and sneak them into my room. All right. Wait, no, they were allowed to sleep inside. JK. But I would, I would like force the dogs to sleep with me to protect me from the lady who shushes you in the beginning. The shush, yeah, the shushy lady is super Which scary. is not scary in the actual movie, but it was so terrifying in the trailer. Um, I don't. Okay. I was scared. Okay. No, I didn't find it nearly as terrifying in the, in the but movie. You, but because you had, of what happens right afterward. It's like. What happens right afterward? She like kind of giggles and is like funny. Oh, no, I thought that was really creepy when she came Oh, I didn't. I, I, I thought it made it less creepy. Um, but, yeah, I did see it. I saw it in the movie theater, and I remember really not liking it. Yeah, you did not want to watch this movie. You said that this was one of the movies you had grown about. And I, I did groan about it a okay, lot. I know. And how did you feel about it upon your second viewing? Upon my second viewing, I think it's a better movie than I originally gave it credit for. However... Still not my fave. It messes with my head a little bit too much. It's like the Truman Show in that I, by the end of it, I was like, I'm insane. <laughs> I'm completely crazy. And none of this is real. And okay. I, I just let, you know what I mean? Like it just like, it's one, it's like the Truman Show where it just like makes you think about your own reality in a way that is very uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. I don't like to think about my own reality. I just want to live in it. <laughs> So still not your favorite, but you did like it more. Yeah, it's it's a good movie. Like I've said before, that Martin Scorsese makes a good movie. It's well crafted. He puts but he puts together also, a good flick. To quote Blake, man, this movie really goes on. Uh, it's a long one, and it didn't necessarily need to be. Hey, I need you to hold on for just a second. My dog's about to fall off the bed. Just a second. Dog emergency. <laughs> Um, I cannot freaking believe that Leo listens to this podcast. How is it that he wore exactly what I told him to? You know it had a deep V. Yeah, naturally. 
Naturally. Um, sorry about that. It's, I wouldn't have been concerned about it, except that he did fall off the bed yesterday. Aww, um, and Molly. he's also, he's seven and a half pounds. So <laughs> it's a long fall. Oh. Um, yeah, no, I think it's a, it's a better movie than I gave it credit for in college. Um, but it's still not a movie that I'm going to like tell people, oh, you should really watch Shutter Island. Cause like, it's just not, not my jam. All right. Um, Laura, had you seen Shutter Island before? I had definitely not seen this movie before and I will tell you why. I do not like scary movies. I do not like thrillers. I don't like things where creepy looking people jump out or there are ghosts. And I kind of had the wrong impression of this movie. I thought it was like way more of a horror type movie, you know? Mm-hmm. But I should have known better than that because Leo doesn't really do horror with the one exception of Critters 3. Yes. This is more of a psychological thriller. Yes. Uh, yeah. Critters 3 was like a one-off. And so it's not really like his, his sort of thing. Um, and he needed it to break into the film industry. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I just thought it would scare me, and I don't like to be scared. And I also, I already knew the twist ending. So I thought it would be just, like, ruined for me. Um, I don't no, know No, because, like, anybody with, like, who's paying attention will know the twist ending, like, two seconds into the movie. <laughs> yeah, like, somebody... That um, you get plenty of clues. Somebody, I said, like, what's it about? And they were like, oh, this guy, he goes to this blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, this is what the ending is. And they were like, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I thought that might ruin it for me, but it didn't. It really didn't. Yeah. I, I only knew one part of the twist. I didn't know all of it. And that made the movie really interesting to me. Um, hmm. And I'll talk more about it as we get to the plot, because right now none of it would make much sense. But I expected it to be terrifying. And... Parts of it were scary or, like, creepy scary. Um, yeah, eerie is a better word. Yeah, like, in that very specific way that uh, I try to avoid. Like, the creepy that I try to avoid. Like, the creepy shushing woman. Um, mm-hmm. And also the frozen bodies when they, like, suddenly open their eyes. That stuff oh, yeah, for- I meant to warn you about that. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> That's when I texted. That's when I was like, I shouldn't be watching this by myself. That was the scariest part for me. Um yeah. But it was, you know, freaky in a good way. I really enjoyed the movie and um, knowing the twist almost made it better for me for me because I was trying to figure out the entire time what was real and what wasn't. Um, Mm -hmm. So I loved it. I really love Martin Scorsese movies, apparently. I almost think that we should do all of his films instead of another actor, but that's not really our jam. And I cannot intelligently discuss directing. I know nothing about it. Less than I know about acting, which is, like, nothing, so. Also, every single one of his movies is 500 years long. Yeah, we have. This is, like, the shortest of his movies, and it's over two hours. Yeah, yeah. But I loved the movie. Love Leo. Love it all. Well, good. Good, good, good. good. Uh, do you have any trivia facts for us? I actually have film? a, I kind of have a mountain of trivia facts, and they're all interesting. Oh, I love trivia facts. All right. I'm glad you like trivia facts. So do I. Um, so number one, <laughs> maybe that's why we put them in our podcast. <laughs> uh, at the time, Shutter Island was Martin Scorsese's highest grossing movie of his career, earning $40.2 million in its opening weekend. And it went on to earn $293 million worldwide. But um, <laughs> oh God, I wrote 
the mash names, like the couple names for them. And I was like, it wasn't the only Lardy or Mio project. <laughs> <laughs> but when I read Lardy, I was like, what was I trying to say? It was the only Lardy or Mio project that did not earn a single Oscar nomination. That makes sense. All the others were nominated for Oscars, including Best Picture. Um, this was also Leo's biggest opening weekend until inception later that year. Even more than Titanic? Apparently. I'm like surprised. adjusting for inflation? I don't know. I didn't look that heavily into it. I was just looking. You have to facts. do the research. <laughs> <laughs> this is the life we have chosen. Um, wow, that's I, amazing. Yeah. No, um, I remember this movie being a big deal when people, when, or for people when it came out. Like people were really excited to go see it. Yeah. I think it's a different crowd. Like, it's a different audience than his usual movie, I think. Like, also his usual audience, but then some other bro people. Flakes. that mm, <laughs> The bro flakes went to see it. <laughs> they did. They, yeah. I, I didn't because it was too scary. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street was supposed to be made instead of this movie, but funding, funding fell through, so Leo and Marty made Shutter Island and waited for the Malaysian money laundering scheme to back Wolf of Wall Street. I'm just kidding. I was going to say, because the Malaysian <laughs> prime minister hadn't started his scam yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. They didn't know anything about the scheme, but uh, they are innocent parties to the whole thing. But uh, yeah, this flick uh, was but second. the Malaysian prime minister knew it was up. Yeah, he did. And the flick, uh, this flick was second choice. And they, of course, right. they ended up making The Wolf of Wall Street later. Oh, that's nice. Uh, the Shutter Island was the last Scorsese movie to be shot entirely on actual film, old school style. Oh, yeah. I remember that being a thing, too. Mm-hmm. Like, people were like, it was shot on film. And I'm like, I don't care. It makes zero difference when I view the movie. <laughs> what, yeah. Why do people get so excited about that? I don't know. People get excited about weird stuff. Why do we get so excited about Leo's hats? Because his hats are national treasures. <laughs> They're going to be in the Smithsonian one They day. should be. They should be in the Smithsonian. Leonardo um, DiCaprio's newsy hat. <laughs> and his balaclava. <laughs> and his balaclava. Uh, the slow death of Nazi officer of the Nazi officer at Dachau that Teddy frequently flashes back to was an actual historical event that took place on April 29th, 1945, when Dachau was liberated by the U.S. Army. So there really was Good. a Nazi officer who tried to kill himself and then died slowly. Yeah, apparently it's, it's not super easy to shoot yourself in the head. Apparently not. This is what I've been told. Um, yeah, I don't really mind seeing Nazis get killed. I'm just going to put that out there. I know Even that makes me a bad person as I'm supposed to feel compassion for all people, but I was like, this, this feels better than viewing most slaughters. <laughs> Even when they were rounded up and like machine gunned or whatever? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I felt better about that. Inglorious Bastards is like one of my favorite movies. Oh. I really don't like Nazis. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'd be worried. It's, it's, not just like, it's not just like a, mm, I don't care for them. It's like, mm, no. It's a party of bro flakes. It is, it is a hard pass on the Nazi party for Meredith Green. Uh, okay. Anyway, now that we've discussed that. <laughs> no one else was considered to play Teddy, of course, because at this point, Marty and Leo's work marriage was already going strong. 
Uh, but for the part of Chuck, which is uh, Teddy's partner, Robert Downey Jr. and Josh Brolin were considered for the part. I'm glad that they went with, um, I believe his name is Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> yes, Ruffalo. <laughs> uh, I, actually, I, actually, <laughs> I actually think that either uh, Robert Downey Jr. or Josh Brolin would have been good, especially Robert Downey Jr. But Mark Ruffalo won the part by writing Martin Scorsese a fan letter, letting him know how much he wanted to work with him. He was really good, too. Yeah, His he did a good job. His performance is very understated. He knew who he was playing against. Mm-hmm. I think that Robert Downey Jr. would have tried to steal the, 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 the screen. Yeah, that's probably, yeah, he wouldn't have been probably the best match for Leo. And the other guy, I don't even care about, so. <laughs> Mark Ruffalo, though, he has one of those two sexual faces that embarrasses me. Oh, yeah, I, no, he's too I can't sexual. Look at, I can't look at him. Yeah, he's, he's too, too masculine. Him. You're like, oh, it's, I don't know what to do with you. Get some feminine energy, please. <laughs> oh, really? Because I find like he has like an overwhelming feminine energy. Oh, I always think of him as being like hyper masculine. Oh, no, I think the opposite. But like too much. He's too much. He's just too like all in all. He's too much. Like if I were to imagine what he smells like, it's like beard oil, woodworking. And like hops. <laughs> so you think he's like Ron Swanson? Mm, in a way. Oh, oh maybe like a liberal Ron I Swanson. I think he's a liberal Ron Swanson. Yeah, he's a very. He's probably active. like one one of the the two Republicans left in the, in the or celebrities left in the Republican Party. Who Ron Swanson? No, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I do know that his name he's, is Ruffalo, by the he's way. He's not Republican. I know. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I, w- I said he was a liberal Ron Swanson. I was like, oh, he's probably one of the two remaining celebrities in the Republican Party. I was joking, saying that they have no celebrities left. Yeah. When you have to explain your jokes. <laughs> For people if who you, can't understand maybe if you, them. You know what? I'm going to say the gentle listeners got it the first time. <laughs> maybe. Leo, did you get it? Did you understand? <laughs> Leo, Leo's laughing so hard and he's going to tell me about it when we run into each other in Union Square next Thursday oh he does that amazing he's just that amazing uh, Wolf of Wall Street laugh that is like you see 20 times a day mm-hmm. you know I see yeah. that for everything they use that meme for everything or that that's because it's really it's good not a, it's not a meme it's a I can't say it I don't know how to do it a gif a gif yes never say gif gif okay. is a peanut butter <laughs> yes it is uh, the movie was originally supposed to be released on October 2nd, 2009, so it would be up for consideration for awards, but the studios didn't have enough money to promote an awards movie, which cost about 50 to $60 million, and Leo was too busy to do press for it in October, so the release was pushed back to February, when traditionally very few intelligent movies are released. So the smart, intelligent people went to see this movie in February because there were no films for them. That must have been why I went to the movies. (laughs) Must have been. (laughs) I was like, I've never seen a smart, intelligent film come out in February. I I will go with my bag of jelly beans. I do remember that I was eating jelly beans. Jelly bellies. This is a special event. It's an intelligent film in February. Let us all go. I will wear my ascot. (laughs) Put your newsy cap on. Put on your monocle. (laughs) (laughs) Um, People threw a bit of a fit because Teddy sees the... Okay, I'm not going to speak German, but... um, 
the work sets you free sign. Yes, which is Auschwitz. Well, he's at Dachau and he sees Mm -hmm. the work sets you free sign. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's most famously associated with Auschwitz. People thought it was a historical inaccuracy, but it actually wasn't. Dachau also had those famous terrible words on its gate. And Teddy would have definitely seen it. Oh, I did not realize it was at both. Yes, actually, it was at a couple like a couple other ones too, the smaller ones. I don't like to think about that. I know. Uh, Shutter Island is an anagram for truth and lies. Or truth slash denials. Whoever the author of the book, the original book, the source material, loved anagrams. <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, it is possible to watch and know what is a hallucination and what is reality if you pay attention. If you pay attention to purposeful continuity errors, such as a water glass disappearing, a cardigan sweater appearing and disappearing on Rachel, that kind of thing. Um, The same technique is used when he's dreaming to show that what he himself perceives as reality or as a dream. Hmm. So if you really watch closely throughout the whole thing, which is kind of what I did because I already knew the end, there are things that just look like continuity errors, but they're on purpose. Oh, I'm just like the least observant person on the face of the planet. I'm sure that you could like swap in a whole new actor for somebody and I like wouldn't notice. Well, apparently there's a time when someone's drinking out of a glass and they set the glass down and the glass disappears and the person just picks up their hand like there's something in it and keeps drinking. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. So we must not have noticed, but there is a time like that. Um, no, that for some reason, like the image of someone like fake drinking out of a disappeared water glass, like made me feel creepy. Yeah, it's really creepy. And I think it was... I. Don't know why, but in my head, I think it's when um, he's interviewing that one woman in like the, I don't know, the cafeteria or something. And she like starts going nuts and leaves. Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's then, but I'm not exactly sure. Um, My other ones are actually like huge on the spoiler. And I feel like I want you to. Yeah, why don't you just add them in when we get there in the plot? Okay. All right, then that's it. (laughs) All right. Uh, Is there background for this film? There is. Um, Shutter Island was released on February, February 19th, 2010, when no other intelligent movies were out. Uh, All stupid (laughs) movies. Every idiot movie was out. It was all Zack and Mary make a porno, (laughs) which I also saw in the theater and thought it was lovely. (laughs) It was all Adam Sandler movies and then Shutter Island. Uh, And Leo was 35 years old. He's older here. The Hinkle family tree is expanding to non-forehead territory to help his face express anguish. I also think it's now come into like a Hinkle fossil. Like it looks like there's like a fish spine. A fish spine? Oh like God. a vertical fish spine on I his know forehead. just what you're talking about. It's getting very deep, very pronounced. And when he like really screws his face up, it's like... Oh my God! What is happening? Like it's almost it's like, like Klingon or something. Yes, <laughs> or, or as we used to call them, the cockaheads. Yeah, <laughs> that's not cool. That's racist against we Klingons. Didn't, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't know what it's they true. were ca- actually called, and I'm sorry, but their heads looked a little like poop, and I feel it, okay saying that as they are not a real race of people. They are not a real race of people. 
Um, it's the fourth movie that Marty and Leo did together and was also produced by Leo's company, Appy and Way. It ah. was a, yeah, it was a huge success. The psychological thriller was a departure from Leo's usual genre, which is like more like pure drama or historical dramas. But it worked well for both Leo and Marty. The movie also stars Mark <laughs> Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> I'm going to pronounce everybody's names wrong. Ready? Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo, Patricia Clarkson, Ben Kinglesley, Emily Mortimer, and Michele Williams. Okay, so that was Mark, Mark Ruffalo, Patricia Clarkson. Ben Kingsley, Emily Mortimer, and Michelle Williams, the actress, not the member of Destiny's Child, just to be clear. Cool, cool. That's it. We're ready for you. Oh, That's okay. What, the time All has right. come. Talk so, slowly. Y'all ready for this? Yeah, talk Don't slowly. Tell me what to do. I do it's, what I want. It's not a it's not a race. Um okay. Brief disclaimer before I do the plot. Uh, This movie is very hard to summarize because time isn't really linear and whatnot. So um, a lot of what I'm about to say is lifted from the great minds at Wikipedia. So uh, thank you. Nothing is real. Nothing is what you think it is. Oh my God, stop being terrifying. Uh, Thank you, Wikipedia. Hashtag not an ad. Um, All right, so you ready? You ready, Laura? Yeah, you're already like gearing up like you're about to like run a mile. <laughs> oh my God, shut up about it. I'm going to do it the way that I want. <laughs> Are you ready? I am. The year, 1954. The place, a disgusting boat off the coast of Boston. The people, U.S. Marshals Edward Teddy Daniels and his new partner, Chuck Aule. <laughs> idea chuck all a u l e let's say all yeah but um p.s teddy is not a nickname for edward yeah it's It's a a nickname nickname for for theodore Theodore. and edward would be eddie not teddy so there's your first clue sherlock (laughs) (laughs) oh my Um, hilarious jokes never get old So on this disgusting boat that appears to be a modern-day slave ship complete with chains and whatnot, Teddy and Chuck travel to the Ashcliffe Hospital for the Criminally Insane on Shutter Island. And can I just say that the phrase criminally insane is ridiculous because it makes it sound like they're, like, it's, it's, it's criminal to be insane rather than that they do criminal things because they are insane. Yeah, I'm not sure insane is like the nicest way to put it. I think now it would be called like the Ashcliff Behavioral Hospital, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, or or the Ashcliff Psychiatric Hospital or something yeah. like that, you know. Um, but the hospital for the criminally insane. That's, the criminally it's, insane. It's like, you're so insane, it's criminal. <laughs> um, uh, they are there investigating the disappearance of a patient named Rachel Salando, who was incarcerated for drowning her three children in a lake behind her house, then setting them up around the dinner table and serving their dinner to their corpses. Which Super is normal. Very normal. Very good. You know, if you were looking for a definition of criminally insane, there it is. Um, they oh, arrive oh, on the island. I just said it was normal. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, okay. Uh, They arrive on the island, and it is creepy AF, y'all. People are breaking things with chains on their feet. Old ladies are shushing you and then laughing. 
and, and they have and the old weird. ladies that are shushing and are laughing have like dark absent eyes and like look like weird like corpse people yeah and apparently everybody loses their hair when they get to this island because they're all just wispy yeah they're all wispy and like the island like everything is a like a sepia gray tone not yes sepia, it's not great but you know that kind of yeah. Uh, so they are stripped of their firearms and given a general tour before meeting the head psychiatrist, Dr. John Colley, played by Ben Kingsley. Uh, they are taken to Rachel's room. Yeah, he is a stone cold fox. Whew, Gandhi, what can I do? Uh, they are taken to Rachel's room for which she van- from which she vanished and while well, the door was locked and her window is barred. So she just like up and vanished and find their only cr- clue, which is a cryptic note found hidden in Solando's room. And it on it, it on this piece of paper, it says the law of four semicolon who is 67. So that's weird. Do you have any feelings about that, Laura? Oh, it got so silent. Uh, the, what does it say? The law of four colon something 67. Semicolon, who is 67. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's weird. It's like, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. And it, so, it's, you know, it's like gibberish when you see it. It's like, well, that would make no sense. Yeah, and so they, the marshals ask uh, Dr. Colley if he knows what it means, and he goes, no, I don't. I have no idea what that means. Um, a massive storm hits that evening, and it prevents their return to the mainland for a few days because it's a gnarly storm. Um, Teddy and Chuck find the staff confrontational and not super thrilled with their presence. Uh, Dr. John Colley, the lead psychiatrist, refuses to turn over records, and they learn that Solando's doctor, Lester Sheehan, has apparently left the island on vacation immediately after Solando disappeared. But don't worry, it had all been scheduled for a long time, or, or you know, so they say. Lester had a really important vacation back, uh, not on the island. He had to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are given access to the hospital, but they are told that Ward C is off limits and that the lighthouse has already been searched. Uh, they are allowed to interview patients, and it appears they have that these patients have been coached on what to say. They all kind of say basically the same thing. And while being interviewed, one patient secret- secretly writes down the word run in Daniel's notepad. And then, like, freaks out and leaves. Uh, Daniel starts to have migraine headaches from the hospital's yeah. atmosphere and experiences waking visions of his involvement in the Dachau, Liber- Dachau concentration camp liberation. Um, which, whew. Oh, yeah, I'm calling him by his last name as we're not close personal friends. Uh, and uh, these visions of the liberation of Dachau, um, they are rough. You know, like, yeah, um, you know, as visions of the Holocaust tend to be. Uh, But he specifically fixates on two specific images. The first is the image of the SS officer laying in a pool of his own blood with half his face blown off um, after a botched suicide attempt with the gun just out of reach. Uh, for him to finish the job, and he, Teddy, vision, envisions himself putting his foot on the gun and moving it just far enough away so that the SS officer cannot reach it and has to suffer, and we later suffer until he dies um, while he bleeds out on the floor, and we later learn that it took him over an hour to die. Tough, tough for you, sir. Um, Uh, The other one, the other image, is of a woman and a young girl frozen together into a block of ice with hundreds of other prisoners spilling out of train doors. 
I remember that image in the, when I saw it the first time giving me nightmares for like weeks because why wouldn't that give you nightmares? That should give you nightmares. Um, so he also starts having, in addition to these waking visions of his, his, his time at a concentration camp, um, he also starts having disturbing dreams of his wife, Dolores Channel, Chanel? How do you say her last name? I never really understood. Uh, of his wife, Dolores. Um, who is played by my neighbor, Michelle Williams. <laughs> uh, so he sees uh, these, you know, just he has these disturbing dreams about Dolores, um, who was killed in a fire set by a local arsonist named Andrew Latis. Uh, in one instance, she tells him that Solando is still on the island somewhere, and so is Latis, even though everyone insists Latis was never a patient on the island. Uh, Daniels later explains to, I'm going to call him Chuck, Chuck and I are close personal friends because I don't know how to say his last name, uh, explains to Chuck that locating latest was the ul ulterior motive to taking this case and that he has been tipped off to Nazi experiments being done on patients in Ward C by a former patient named George Noyce. So he has this back, he took this case because A, he thinks that his wife's murderer is on this island and B, because he thinks that they're doing Nazi experiments on people, which is not chill in case anyone was wondering. Anyway, during their investigation, uh, Daniels and Chuck find that Solando has abruptly, re abruptly resurfaced with no explanation as to her former whereabouts or how she escaped. They interview her back in her room, uh, and she appears to be in perfect condition in spite of having been running around barefoot on an island during a hurricane for a few days. Uh, Daniels specifically notices that her feet are unmarked, in, you know, again, in spite of the fact she, that she was not wearing shoes. Um, this prompts Daniels to break into the restricted Ward C, which he is able to gain access to in the chaos after the storm when electrical systems are down. There he encounters one Mr. George Noyce, who, if you'll remember that name, is the patient, former patient who told him about the Nazi experiments. Looks like George Noyce is back in Ward C at uh, Ashcliff. Um, and he is now in solitary confinement. Noyce warns uh, Daniels that the doctors are, per again, performing questionable, exper questionable experiments uh, on, on patients, some of whom are taken to the lighthouse to be lobotomized. Noyce warns Daniels that everyone else on the island is playing an elaborate game specifically designed for Daniels, including his partner, Chuck. Noyce appears to be badly beaten, and he says that Latis did it, Andrew Latis. Daniels then has a vision of his wife, Dolores, appearing behind uh, George Noyce. And uh, she says something weird, but I don't really remember what that was. <laughs> and I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, uh, and, uh, and Noyce is like, you have to let her go. Some of his, his, um, his visions of her and her, his dreams of her are in their old apartment as it's burning down. And he'll like hug her and she'll turn to ash. Or she'll just start bleeding. And you're like, I'm confused. I thought she burned. Why is she bleeding? Um, and those scenes are beautiful, but weird. A spe spectacular viewing experience, visual experience. Uh, so Daniels regroups with Chuck and is determined to investigate the lighthouse. They become separated while climbing the cliffs toward it, and Daniels later sees what he believes to be Chuck's body on the rocks below. Uh, by the time that he climbs down, however, the body is dis has disappeared. Way to go. Uh, <laughs> 
Okay, so he, he finds a cave where he discovers a woman in hiding who claims to be the real Rachel Salando. She tells Daniels she was a psychiatrist at the hospital mm-hmm. who discovered the experiments with uh, psychotropic medication and mm-hmm. transorbital lobotomy in an attempt to develop mind control techniques having to do with fighting the Soviets or something like that. Um, before she could report her findings to the authorities, however, she was forcibly committed to Ashcliffe as a patient and was told and and was told that she committed the horrible crime of drowning her three children, although she claims to have never had any children. Yes. Also, uh, transorbital would mean ice pick through the eye. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Well, not like it doesn't go into your eye. It goes like in between your, your eye and your uh, skull. Because your frontal lobe is like your Yeah. Um can't think of the word impulse control impulse control impulse control there you go (laughs) um basically and basically it separates parts of your brain right so you don't have that anymore so that like uh the frontal lobes for like decision making and personality and all that kind of stuff so you're basically a dead person if you get a lobotomy in the past with an ice pick through the eye that is yeah that sucks um and again, like, I actually mean that actually sucks. That sounded really callous. Um, okay, so Daniels returns to the hospital, but finds no evidence of Chuck ever being there. Everybody is like, brah, you came here alone. And he's like, what? <laughs> uh, Daniels is convinced that Chuck was taken to the lighthouse. He breaks into it only to discover that Kali com- is calmly there waiting for him. Kali explains that Daniels is actually Andrew Latis. <gasps> what? <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. It's the most original twist of all time. Shut up. I did not see that coming from before I watched the movie. Are you saying that he was a patient at the mental hospital the whole time? I am saying that. I am saying that hardcore. Um, okay. And he, the, he, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's the twist. That's the twist I knew about, but there's more. Yes, there is. So Kali explains that Daniels, Teddy Daniels is actually Andrew Latis. Um, there, and he is that their, their most dangerous patient incarcerated in ward c and he is incarcerated he's like wtf what yeah he's like (laughs) he's like no way and (laughs) but he is incarcerated there for murdering his manic depressive wife by the way is bipolar dolores channel i I, yeah but it says they call it manic depressive in the movie so i'm using their terminology well they actually call it in they call it insane manic No, they depressive. call her an insane um, manic depressive. So, implying it, that you could be manic depressive, manic depressive and not just, insane enough to murder you. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But the today's uh, term would be bipolar. So everybody got it. Teddy Daniels is Andrew Latis, and he's their most dangerous patient incarcerated in Ward C for murdering his manic depressive wife, Dolores, after he discovered that she drowned their three children. Mm-hmm. And the names, what? the names, Teddy Daniels. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. Edward Daniels, I'm getting there. Edward Daniels and Rachel Salando are anagrams for Andrew Latis and Dolores Channel, or Chanel. Yep. Yeah. So if you don't know what an anagram is, it's where you rearrange the letters to make different things, different words. Yep. Just in case you got it confused with like an acrostic or right. something like that. Um. Furthermore, 
the little girl from Latest's Reoccurring Dreams, fro- you know, the, fr- the frozen girl from the concentration camp. Yes. Is his daughter, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, according to Kali. Well, and the she, the, events- the, Rachel, the Rachel ghost or whatever, delusion, says stuff like, why didn't you save me? And that kind of thing. You should have saved us all yeah, and stuff you like that. Saved us. So it's it's like mixed guilt of like not being able to save the people in the concentration camp before he got there, mm-hmm. and not being able to he like can't save anybody basically, and right. he feels like he should have been able to save all of them, mm-hmm. including his wife. So because he did not get her mm-hmm. help. Yes. So according to Kali, the events of the past several days have been designed to break Latus's conspiracy-laden insanity by allowing him to play out the role of Daniels. So this this whole thing where he is a uh, a, a U.S. Marshal, like investigating a disappearance of a woman, is like a a conspiracy theory that he has latched onto and he is he's become Daniels as a means of coping with what happened to his wife. But he was a US marshal as well. He used to be. Yes, he used to be a US marshal. Yes. Um and so Kali is saying that like they basically like set up a role playing game for him so that he could like play it out. Which is like huh. <laughs> that seems like a terrible way to treat somebody. Oh, it's not a great way. It seems they, like there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things that could go wrong. They don't I mean they they they're not insured for that, I'm sure. <laughs> like, also, he, like, he climbed part of the down whole a cliff. Thing. He climbed down a cliff without anything. He could have fallen. Does he? I know. Probably Does not. Does he climb down a cliff? That's no. the whole thing. Yeah. Because I was looking at his hands, and I'm like, your hands aren't caught up enough for having climbed down that cliff. Also, that's not, it's, like, not possible that he didn't fall. Yeah. He's no. not that strong. No. Um, <gasps> anyway. Oh, my God. Also, I cannot believe you said that about Leo. <sighs> It takes a lot of strength to climb a cliff. It's nothing personal, Leo. You're very strong, both physically and emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) However, also, don't you think that maybe somebody who's suffering from paranoid delusions, maybe it's not a good idea to actually pull over like a conspiracy on them? Yeah, no, this whole thing is a terrible, really unprofessional, very unhelpful it's awful. It's really awful. Yeah. So Ben Kingsley, super hot, not a great doctor. <laughs> not a great doctor. Not. He's like, I think he says a couple times like he's not into medicating people. Doesn't he say yeah. that? And that's like, no, yeah, but here's he's the like, thing, if man. You just listen to them. <laughs> here's the thing, man. These people are not well. Like they need medication. Um, they probably didn't have a lot of good resources back then for, I mean, mental hospitals up until very recently were incredibly brutal. So this yeah. might have been this might have been like one of the nicer ones in 1954. Yeah, I mean, people actually looked pretty chill there. Yeah, just like, and like gardening. He got to like run around and play his own little game there. Yeah, they're just gardening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and shushing people. So oh, yeah, gardening. No, she's shushing him because she's like, Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> don't tell him that we're all pulling one over on him. <laughs> That's what she's doing. That's why she's shushing. And they get everybody but in the whole freaking mental hospital. he thinks she's shushing because they're not supposed to tell what's happening there. He, they get everyone in the whole freaking mental hospital to play along with this? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the most, da- uh, the the most dangerous <laughs> the most dangerous patient at the cr- home for the, or the hospital for the criminally insane is allowed to run around freely <laughs> and, like, interact with everybody. 
It's it's nuts. Yes. It's nuts and it's mm-hmm. it, yeah. Now let's also remember that when he runs into uh, what's his name? George Noyce. And George Noyce has been badly beaten. And he says, who did this to you, George? He says, latest, mm-hmm. which is him. Yeah. He's saying you did this. Yeah. I thought he even said you did this. Did he not? He, he does. And it's uh, you, when you, you hear it the first time, you think you that, hear yeah. it. Yeah, sorry. You hear it, the syntax differently. And then they, they say it for you again later. And you're like, oh, it can mean two different things. It depends on where you put a comma. Yeah, he says you did this and you're thinking like that uh, Teddy's presence like created all this drama. But no, 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 no. Oh, no? You're, think- you're thinking that, no, you're thinking that he did this by not killing Latus. Oh, that's not what I thought. Okay. Um, because the beating took place before he even got there. Oh, okay. All right. So it, do- it doesn't make sense to have it be his presence. Okay, made I people. I did not understand. The timeline was kind of hard to understand. Yeah, it is. You don't really know how many days they're there for, and I think that's on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so the hospital staff were part of this whole test, including Dr. Sheehan, who was not on vacation, but was posing as Chuck. Yep. Good and old Mark Ruffalo. Rachel Sol- yeah, and a nurse posed as the Rachel Solando that just like popped up unharmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the migraines that Leda suffered were withdrawal symptoms from his medication, as were the hallucinations of the real Rachel Solando. Yeah, y'all, you can't just, like, take people off their medications. <laughs> yeah, you can't just, like, stop psychotropic medications. You have to taper off of them very safely. I think that, um, uh, I think that um, Andrew Latus has a, a good uh, foundation for some sort of lawsuit. <laughs> Oh, 100%. If he could ever get off that island and get a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> um, so Latest slash Daniels is super stressed out by this news and tries to shoot Kali, but finds that the gun isn't loaded. Uh, he's given even more, st- he, or he, he gets even more stressed and he faints. Uh, Latest awakens in the hospital. He is questioned and tells you know, the truth and seems real normal. And Shaheen is like, well done. Or Sheehan is like, well done. And uh, Kali is like, "Mm, we got to this point before and we, he regressed. So let's not celebrate yet because if he regresses again, we have to lobotomize him. Yeah. Because they need him to be cured by this because they're like, um, this is like a test for them too. Like if they can fix Mm -hmm. him, then I don't I by like the state. Yeah. Like I, I can't remember what the actual consequence was, but there's some sort of consequence where if they if this didn't work, it's like the end for them, you know, or like. No, it, no, 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 no. It means they have to lobotomize him. No, there was. And they can't. They, that, no. Than that. Right. They have to lobotomize him and they can no longer entertain their experimental treatments. Yes. They so just have to go with whatever is standard. Like. Right. That's what I these mean drugs that he's not into. It's the end for them. No, they still get to work there. No, the end of their experiment. They just don't get to like pull one over on their patients for multiple days at a time. The end of their experimental treatment, which they consider to be like their life's work. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> that works. Um, <laughs> That's what I the meant. The way you were saying it was like they were going to die. No, 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 no. I meant like the this end. This is of the it. end. We shall <laughs> jump off these cliffs. Like they can no longer do this kind of thing. They're not allowed. Yes. Which, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably a good thing. Totally a good thing. Yeah. Um, 
An undetermined amount of time later, latest slash Daniels is just chilling on the hospital steps with doc Dr. Sheehan. Uh, but instead of calling him Dr. Sheehan, he calls him Chuck mm -hmm. and says they need to leave the island. So no. Mm -hmm. uh, Sheehan signals to Collie that he's that uh, Latus has regressed and some orderlies are sent over to Latus. Latus then asks Sheehan, uh, or, or says Sheehan, says to Sheehan, uh, that he, he can't decide what's worse, to live as a monster or die as a good man. And then he is led away by the orderlies to be lobotomized. Yup. Wait, did you talk about that the there was a flashback to the murder of his wife? I mean, him killing you don't need. We don't need to talk about the flashback. We just need to know that he did it. Well, you didn't say that he shot her. He didn't burn her down. He shot her. He shot okay, her because yeah, she... Yeah, he shot his... Because she asked him to put her, set her free. Set her free. That's okay. important. I, I, why? Because, okay, never mind. It's important. But, but why? I don't understand why. Because that's earlier you brought up, brought up the fact that she was bleeding and nobody knew why. And you didn't know why because you thought she died in a fire. She didn't die in a fire. Oh. She died because he yes. shot her because she asked him to. That's important. Okay. 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 Yes. She was shot, not... She had set... And she had set the fire at their apartment building that he was referencing as her first suicide attempt. Yes. Which is like, man, if you're going to kill yourself, that's... Again, don't shoot yourself in the head and don't burn down a building. I mean, just don't kill yourself. But, like, those are two really bad ways to go. I know. Those are not fantastic, like, foolproof ways. Um, I know. But just, just don't, don't kill yourself. Just get get some help and, you know, all that. Um, Call a hotline. But she Do a didn't quick Google. But she didn't have a hotline. She didn't have help. And uh, she went off the, uh, she went to the depths, the very deepest yeah. depths that you can possibly go. Yes. Um, um, wait, but so I have Laura. now, so now I have my trivia fact, though. My oh, okay. My last trivia fact, which was like, I couldn't say it because, you know, we hadn't done the plot yet. Um, the, so Ted, or what's his real name? Andrew had done such a good job of having these like, um, opposite person, two personalities that he like polarized them, put them on totally separate, like separated them completely and completely became Teddy. And, but he wouldn't, um, light his own cigarettes. He wouldn't like he would ever in the first half of the movie. He doesn't light his own cigarettes. Somebody else lights them for him. But as the movie goes on and the two personalities start to sort of mesh as the treatment is quote unquote working, he starts lighting his own cigarettes. And that's when you see like he's using matches because he's not associating that with burning down the apartment anymore and the death of his wife because that isn't how she died. Hmm. Hmm. That is good. Yeah, see? And if we didn't mention that, that fact wouldn't have made sense either. So, <laughs> and that's it. That's it. That's the end. Oh, I thought you had more. <laughs> no, that was it. I'm telling you. I had one more fact. That was it. Okay. Um. So, Laura, what was your favorite scene in this movie? Do you have one? I don't really actually have a favorite scene, um, mostly because I cannot, like, in my mind, separate scene from scene because my brain was working so hard to, catch, like, keep up the whole movie. <laughs> Uh, I do really like the last scene though, when he's going off to be lobotomized because you, yeah, you're that's my favorite scene because he's sitting there and you don't know yet what he's going to do because the last time you saw him, he was like clear headed and he was 
Andrew, latest. You know, I killed my wife, yes. all this. Um, and the next time you see him, he's sitting there and you're like, okay, what's it going to be? Like, it's this weird, ten- like, tense moment without, like, being tense on the screen. Like, there's no tense music or any of that. But it's, like, almost, for me, like, one of the most tense points in the movie. Um, and then you kind of find out that he has regressed and he is back to being Teddy Daniels. Well, no, that's up for debate. Whether he is or not. Uh, yeah, because I read. Uh, yeah, and this is actually a really big difference from the book. Mm-hmm. So most people are like, oh, this was super oh, in true the bu- to in the, the book. book. Um, except for that last line about whether it's worse to live as a monster or die as a good man. Like, that line is not in the book, and he just regresses. And there is no ambiguity. Yeah, there's no ambiguity about what happens in the, in the end of the book. And that line is added into the movie and creates this ambiguity as to whether or not he was actually cured, but was just afraid that he was going to hurt people if he regressed. But I, I don't think that it's about the pain. I think it, like it's about the, the fear of hurting people if he loses his mind again, because it, he uses the word monster specifically. So he's not like, is it worse to live as a sad person or die as a happy person or whatever, you know? Like, he doesn't want to be what he was now that he can see it or could see it. Yeah, but do you, do you think he really regressed or do you think he made a choice? He made a choice. I think he made a choice, too. Leo does not know. And apparently Leo was, like, really stressed out while filming this movie and basically, like, yelled at Martin Scorsese that he didn't know what he was doing. (laughs) (laughs) He was confused. That he, Leo, didn't know what he was doing. Not that Martin Scorsese didn't know what he was doing. He was like, I don't know what I'm doing, man. (laughs) He was confused by the whole thing, and Martin Scorsese was like, it's great. Keep going. (laughs) I think that works in his favor, though, because he's supposed to not know what, like... Teddy himself, it, Teddy is like the character. Teddy n- doesn't know what's going on. He knows he's like sure that he's Teddy or whatever. Yeah, but everybody, which I think the is like time. probably they probably confused Leo intentionally. And like think about the fact that they were not shooting this in order, and he may not have even had access to the whole script. Oh my! Sometimes God. they you don't have access to the whole thing. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. so. He really was just going scene by scene and not having any idea where it was going. All right, how many Oscars are you going to give Leo? Well, now that you've said that, I'm upping it. Yeah. Um, I'm torn between 13 and 14. Uh, I'm going to go with 14, though. Oh, I'm going with 12. Okay. My Actually, my original was 12, but I upped it because of, you just made me consider that it was not shot in order, and he probably was so confused the whole time. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's not. It's a, the movie's a little emotionally, emotionally manipulative. I know you don't care for that. I don't care to have my emotions manipulated. That's why I've never seen Schindler's List. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Also, due to my crippling fear of Holocaust movies, right? Um, which I remember, like, going when I saw this movie, and you didn't know this. It wasn't in the previews at all that there was any sort of like reference to concentration camps whatsoever. And I was mm-hmm. like on edge the whole time. Like, Oh my God, is it going to get worse? Like, are these flashbacks going to get worse? And I would like freak out. And, <laughs> yeah. That might've part of been why I didn't like it. But, and this time I like knew what was coming. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's something about like, 
it's a little not schlocky that's the wrong word but it's like it's just too much like Did all you the anagrams schlocky? yeah what is it's that too, no it's not schlocky don't listen to that it's oh. it, but it's like it's just too much it's like all the anagrams like what I is that i love about? anagrams it's too much it's it's, it's like too much and the twist is a little too predictable so twist? again it's not leo's it's not leo it's the movie the twist is predictable. I, the, the anagrams I did not notice did. And it's one of those things where um, I feel like I'm like, oh God, if I had just been paying a little bit more attention, I wouldn't recognize that. Never in a million years would I have come up with the anagram thing. But um, but when they see, say I it, think I like, would have found oh, it so in the obvious. book. though. Really? No. See. Yeah. Be, well, because I'm slightly dyslexic. Mm. So I rearrange letters really easily all the time. Mm. And, like, I, I can, like, read things backwards and, like, well, and they like probably uh, would have jumbles. Said, they probably would have said the wife's or, name a lot more in the book. Yeah. You, like, you would you have really seen see, it written yeah. a lot more. I don't think um, you see it written except for that one time in this. All right. Do you have anything else to say about Shutter Island? I don't. I enjoyed it. It was good. Um, I am on board with the I, – I just love this partnership with uh, Leo and Marty. Marty, my buddy Marty. I, they, I just think that they they're really to, they good for to, each like, other. Get more movies going. They're doing. They're, they are doing more movies together. They're, they have plans. Yes. Oh, Devil in the White City. Oh, oh yeah, we've talked about that a lot. I didn't realize that Marty was part of that. Yes, Marty is part of that. Yes, they they have a work okay. marriage. I wish that Kate and Leo oh. would do things um, um, on the schedule like Marty and Leo. Oh my God, what if Kate, Marty, and Leo did something? What if that's what he was texting about at that party last week? Hey, Leo, can you hear us? Raise your right hand if you can hear us. Great. We want you. We can't see you. <laughs> but we know you're doing it. I can feel it. Um, we want you and Kate and, um, and Marty to make a movie together. That would be fantastic. Um, yes, very much so. Okay. So now that we are all doubting our own sanity, it is time to end the show. In the meantime, you can find us on iTunes, which is apparently now Apple Podcasts. Uh, please go subscribe, rate us, leave reviews, and help other pe people find the podcast. Um, we can also be found on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Talk Leopod, and our website is letstalkaboutleo.com. Our theme song was composed by Blake Schmidtberger, and the rest is just a Meredith and Laura production. Thank you very much for joining us to talk about Leo. Join us next week when we discuss... Uh, Shutter Island 2, also known as Inception. Yes, exactly. Because when I was watching this movie, I was like, wait a minute. Have I seen yeah. this movie before? Mm, yeah. Maybe. It's, it's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. It's my super. brain hurts already. The, uh, the chain of Leos here is like the most strong between Shutter Island and um, Inception. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Definitely. All right. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. And then there was like total silence. Like you were waiting for me to like say a tagline or something. Like, I don't know. I was waiting for you really to say something, bye. Something in that nut bag you got there. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Peace out, Boy Scout. <laughs> bye. <laughs>